You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Hey crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Uh, Today's topic is silent warriorship, and uh, along with that, we'll be providing two pragmatic, practical exercises and personal stealth. Kind of a little bit of an inventory to help you check your own silentness, if you have any. Likely you do. Now, we all know there's not a formidable warrior culture on the planet or in all of history that did not hold an adulation, warriors or hunters or soldiers or the woods savvy, that did not include as part of its esteem the value of silent, graceful movement. Okay, now be they ninja in the midnight breach of a shiro, green berets moving as a silent unit through the lush jungles of the Mekong Delta, or a band of Iroquois, a front, uh, frontiersman in the thickets of the Adirondack. All these warriors cultivated a high degree of stealth, which was known to be part and parcel of moving with facile grace and quiet precision. Now, these attributes, they do not come naturally. They must be inculcated. They must be trained. They must be drilled. They must be lived, right? And uh, we can also say formally, those particularly with the big hunting culture, if uh, you had to live with whatever game you were bringing in, you're probably living stealthily most of the time. There's no percentage in walking through the forest with a continual clomp and you realize there's hungry bellies, your own included out there. So chances are you have a little bit more of awareness of what's going on, where here we can just, you know, do, uh, you know, Uber Eats or whatever it takes and we're good to go. Now, each of these warrior cultures had their own name for stealth warriorship. My adopted Comanche is Mahi Kato. Uh, No matter the name, the concept remains universal. A premium is placed on quiet and quality movement. They all embrace a middle-of-the-food-chain perspective. That is, to be a good predator, one must first become prey. To become prey, one learns how to remain hidden or unheard. There'll be much more about this, and we've got an upcoming work on Mohoikatu, a whole battery of uh, uh, stealth warriorship and stuff. And this uh, middle of the food chain thing, this is uh, shouldn't be un- unclear to any of us. We've got to keep in mind most of his work to be the badass predator of the world. We realize most of the time that we're defending his predators, so we're actually the prey animal. We have to have aspects of both of these to make sure we really understand our place in the world and how we can best uh, bring our, our skills up to speed. Now, one, when one is a successful prey animal, one becomes uh, simultaneously a superior predator as the qualities serve in both directions. So again, we've got to make sure if you want to be a good hunter or a good protector, we have to understand uh, how prey might behave. And we have to look at the animals are very good about not being caught, not being hunted, not being brought down, not winding up on dinner plates. And in that same sense, when we realize how to be not on dinner plates ourselves, we remove ourselves from that equation to the best of our ability. You know, there's always random chance in there, of course. And then uh, we become better predators because we realize, hey, every a- aspect or habit I have that puts me on the uh, as a target to someone, if I can uh, minimize those, I realize how to recognize that better elsewhere. So you have to have a bit of a predator mindset and a prey mindset. A lot of times we forget to minus uh, to really work hard on being good prey. And good prey doesn't mean easy targets. Good prey means you're successful prey. That means that, no, you're not going to get me. So to stalk well, one must know how to remove your own spore, your own scent. And this is not merely visual sign or using downwind protocols. Your oral profile, A-U-R-A-L profile, is an enormous part of successful stalking and anti-stalking success. 
This is a side note. We're kind of we're talking about back to the visual uh, thing. I find it a bit intriguing that many dress and camouflage or similar costumes to signal squared away warrior. Uh, even if some said costume is more conducive to jungle, uh, desert, Afghanistan, or urban tactical, than it is standing right next to me in line and target. It's a bit strange, isn't it? I mean, something that's meant to blend in, and yet here it is not blending at all. I also find it intriguing that often those who signal squared away warrior with the costume that says, quote, if the environment were right, I would blend in and you would not, sucker. <laughs> well, these folks often have jingly high sound profile items attached somewhere aboard uh, their gear, like Batman's utility belt. They're also they're wearing clumpy footwear, and this is not conducive to shh. All right, for more uh, information on the Prey Predator continue, we'll, we'll continue with that series there. But just keep that in mind. Often what we're wearing to signal that we're squared away sticks out like a store of thumb, and it might be signaling something altogether different, sometimes a 180-degree difference. Now, there are many, many fascinating exercises to teach Mojikatu, and again, we'll be uh, compiling many such things that will be available to the Black Box community, and, uh, and a book devoted just such that, and they'll have free access to it. But here I'll provide two exercises modified for our everyday lives. And the first one, let's talk about your personal oral inventory. Again, oral, referring to hearing, A-U-R-A-L, uh, for the next week, if you can, or even just today. I want you to assess the sounds that you make, every sound you make, not necessarily monitoring your conversation, but the sounds you emit when you're alone, alone with yourself or alone in a crowd that is your public behavior when alone. Now, I'm going to provide you a few prompts to get us uh, on the same page regarding this. And by the way, observe yourself closely. Many of the answers you may not necessarily be aware of until you actually pay attention to yourself. And I'll provide a personal re uh, revelation or surprise of my own at the end of this exercise to kind of give you an example of how it kind of brings uh, into a spotlight things that you do all the time and even aware. So here's a few questions. Do you wear jingly items on your belt? Uh, well, we've had the aforementioned Batman's utility belt there. So uh, it doesn't mean you can't carry things, but do uh, they give a sound profile? Do you jiggle your keys or the change in your pocket as a nervous habit? Uh, what is your ringtone or your text tone? All right. Can others hear it and summon you to the digital teat? All right. Do you chew with your mouth open? This is really far more common than we realize. Do you slurp your coffee? Are you a habitual whistler or hummer? I mean, observe yourself in idle times. You may be surprised uh, how often this uh, habit pops up here. Uh, imagine a deer blithely humming in the forest while a hunter watches. It just doesn't happen. Do you crack your knuckles or your neck or, you know, twist in the chair to get your back going with semi-conscious regularity? Most of us who do such things are just not aware that we're doing it as often as we do. Uh, and keep in mind how you train is how you fight. And I'm not saying this is fight training at all, but if you have regularly some sort of a sound profile you're not aware of, and there might be some times when you may not want one, and then boom, you're doing this automatically, like that snap of the fingers you might have heard there in the distance. Do you wear any clothing or sport any item with fasteners that make noise? Uh, that, that Velcro right there in the, in the middle of a time. when Hey, we were supposed to be quiet right now, man. Uh, how would you assess your tread? That is your gait, your walk. That is how softly or loudly do you walk uh, in any of your given footwear? Most of us may not assume that we do any, but I think there's a really great historical, I mean, so many things with historical record about uh, this being noticed. Uh, the, one of the transitions when we were looking at indigenous tribes first contact with the so-called civilized uh, tribes, uh, these people were noted mimics. One of the things they talked about was they could do the gates and treads of people of the Anglos or the so-called colonizers, the uh, the conquerors coming through easily. And mainly, what they were doing was uh, imitating their their no noise profile. You could even get this at Darwin in the. Uh, uh, 
his voyage of the Beagle, he mentioned how often, almost every tribe they visited, how often they would be able to mimic to a precise degree the gates of each individual they met and the sounds, and it made him really self-conscious about, yeah, are we, we must be doing that all the time. Things that you took for granted, I'd even hear or notice, and there they are right before your very eyes or your very ears. Uh, back to our questions. Do you alter uh, walking tread for different surfaces? I mean, are you aware of uh, any creaking stair tread or loose bit of flooring in your own home that has a creak? If so, do you habitually move around it or do you tread as if the sound were not there? Do you close uh, doors lightly with an espionage bit of tradecraft, uh, which is called preloaded latch to flesh bumper release? <laughs> we'll get to that in just a moment. Or do you simply push and pull a door open and closed? It's not slamming, but it's still just allowing the gravity, the inertia to get the closed or open for you. Uh, how are you with cabinet doors in your kitchen, uh, your refrigerator door? Do you push and or slide glasses or mugs across the table? Do you always use precise placement? Do you, again, do you use a flush bumper when you place an item? them on top of any surface. And again, side note, this flesh bumper, this comes from espionage tradecraft here. See, sound travels further and more clearly under certain conditions, cold, dry weather being just one of them. It is for this reason that Arctic tribes do not use metal and clothing fasteners or, or as jewelry. Any sound that alerts prey or predator is anathema. This noise discipline holds for even placing items into a canoe, a kayak, or a dog sled. The concept of flesh bumper is used in covert ops training as well. Uh, for example, to place a coffee mug into a table with a flesh bumper. If you got something around you right now, go ahead and try this. You see what I'm talking about. You may do it already naturally. And once I learned to do this, I think I do everything this way now. But we're going to use a coffee mug as an example, but it could be anything. Grip the mug. One hand with the small finger placed at the bottom lip of the mug. So the bottom end, the bottom rim. As you place the mug onto the surface, allow the small finger to make contact First, not the mug, then allow the mug to slide down the skin to the table. Skilled practitioners do such precise flesh bumper placings with ease and speed. It looks exactly like setting a mug down, but the difference is the sound profile. All right, so if you can do this with everything, which you can, uh, it removes the sound. You've already trained to be a bit more stealthy. You can do the same thing with doors. Make sure you're using a little bit of a, you know, a thumb placement to, to pull it in. You're not closing any slower. You're not, I'm not saying you're jamming your thumb in there at all. But if you do a little bit of experimentation, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're able to close or uh, doors and cabinets and place things on tables or countertops. And then really, go, wow, that went from a little bit of a clunk to not much at all. Now, back to our sound inventory. Uh, this should go without saying, but does music or any other sound coming from your phone, earbuds, headphones announce your presence? Again, we must scrupulously observe ourselves to determine just how squared away we are in the predator-prey sound continuum. Now, I mentioned before I was going to give you like a Mark's little personal discovery, and here it is. I hum, or I formerly, I used to hum slightly when walking upstairs when I was alone. Just a small little mindless hmm, 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 or something like that. It could be words or I, I just, some weird sound like that. Not even a tune when I say hum. I'm doing it better uh, service than a diss. See, I had knee surgery uh, a little while back, and I can still hear a faint, disconcerting, crunchy sound whenever I ascend stairs. I don't like the sound of it, and to compensate, I apparently began a very low, mindless hum to block it from my senses. Now, without drilling sound inventories periodically, such a behavior would go undetected by me, whereas those around me would think, Mark has a staircase theme he enjoys. Now, we will do what we do habitually, whether we desire to or not. So we got to keep that in mind. How we train is how we fight and how we, how we live. Well, that's how we live, all right? Habit is everything, man. So we must assess any and all habits for utility. 
Now, I mentioned we're going to have two exercises right there. The first exercise, which is doing your own personal sound inventory. We threw out those practical tips regarding uh, flesh bumpers. Here's the other exercise. Exercise two, identify sound signatures. All right. Now, once we've been scrupulous with ourselves for at least a week, start listening to the loved ones in your lives and others you come into contact with. I mean, what oral tics can you assess from them as well? Do they have their own little hums at this particular time? Is this a particular way you can hear that the that uh, page flip in the book or what have you? I mean, Side note, I occasionally adventure with folks and we wind up sleeping in the same quarters. I can more often than not tell who's up and about with no sound of voice simply by the signature tread, door open and closing discipline and all the other myriad little sounds we make because we've forgotten all about the predator-prey sound continuance. It doesn't mean I'm superhuman and I can tell what's going on and I'm Sherlock Holmes. It just means that all of us kind of really know what each other sounds like and we realize if we can tell what you, each other sounds like, that means a predator could as well. So, of the two exercises Exercises. The first is paramount. You got to know what you are doing before you start. You know, always, most of us all the time always have advice for others and point to other people. And here's what you should do, whether that's going to be in training advice or just how to live your life advice, when it should always be you remove the moat from your own eye, right? Now, while it can be fun to notice, you know, Ed always clears his throat right before he puts on his shoes. I mean, it's nowhere as worthy as knowing. There's someone somewhere in my house who shouldn't be. Now is not the time to do that quick sideways neck crack I do when I'm stressed. All right? Now, warriors are awake. Part of being awake is hearing everything there is to hear. We should all start with hearing ourselves. All right, and a little bit of a, a slogging here or, you know, like... A, uh, it's, uh, mentioning products, go to the extremeselfprotection.com if you would like to actually jump off of just listening to things, start doing some things. we got all sorts of uh, products there to help you out if you want to get into the physical training aspect of things. If you want to do some, uh, or of course, you can just listen to the podcast. If you like reading is 10, head over to the Indigenous Ability blog. I'll provide his links there. And uh, coming up soon, matter of fact, this week, and we got two days of old school rough and tumble tactics. We're talking empty hand and with weapon and perhaps more than anything else, just uh, hanging out with full fellow-like spirits, enjoy such things. Now, with that said, uh, start that uh, sound profile. See how you do. Take care of yourselves, crew. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages if you like musics.